Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Long Box Podcast, presented by Plus Waco Comics and Rogue Media Network. Your bi-weekly info dump of all comics news. In brightest day and blackest night, no evil shall escape my sights. Yeah. You're not going to finish You're it? You're not going to finish you it? Finish you want it? me to do the whole thing? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you Let those who it. worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's light. Hey. Joey just like it's, glowed. It's so good. So good. Did you have to look that up? Yeah, I don't know that shit memorized. I'm not a Lantern fanboy. <laughs> Damn. Oh, is that... Mm. Do I need to give you my comic card for a little bit? No, mm. no, it's okay. Before we start, before we start. Yes. We're going to get into that. Uh, Mondo has some stuff he wants to share. Oh, yeah. So we have a little bit of um, terrible news. We had a loss in the... Um, comic community. Comic community. Comic and cosplay. Right? Comic and cosplay, yes. Um, a good buddy of mine which i kind of met him just through messaging but we all kind of went through like a lot of the same cons and things like that is uh a buddy named nick glover recently passed away so um we'll post it to um all of our websites where you guys can go and donate to funeral expenses and to his family it was kind of like an unexpected thing just go fund me right yeah it's a go fund me okay. so they have the link up on his page um it's just nick glover and you you'll know who he is this guy did a lot of great stuff he had, i think at his table he kind of just showed kids like how to make cosplay stuff and and get kids into cosplay and he was also an aspiring actor he did some background work on some shows and stuff so he traveled a lot and uh this was kind of unexpected to his family so he's out of the blue he was pretty young right? yeah, yeah yeah he was a young dude probably maybe closer to our age as well and so um we just want to send out good vibes to them and we'll post that link so you guys can um, go donate so um, he did a lot of a good charity work also for people. So yeah. we want to give back to his family and stuff. So good vibes to them, and, and we'll be thinking about you guys. So Yeah, for yeah, sure. Definitely. All right. Now, back to the show. 
back to the show. We can start off with news, Joe. Yeah, we, news. You, you, know, you look sad. You look. You look. He knows, you he knows look, what's coming. Y'all, you he know y'all caught me by surprise. He y'all, knows we caught. Oh, we planned it, dude. We're not even gonna lie. We planned it. We planned it. We totally planned it. I told Mondo like I'm gonna catch Joey off guard today. But you know what? You shouldn't be surprised because last episode we were talking about talking about lanterns at some point. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's all right. right. We can right. do that. We can do that next episode if Sorry. you want. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe I'm pretty confident with my post New Fifty Two knowledge per, as opposed to my pre Fifty Two, pre New Fifty Two. Okay. All right, let's so, throw some news out there first. All right, some what do you guys got? All right, I got some cheese, man. Man, yeah, uh, y'all know, uh, y'all see uh, Tom Taylor. Uh, oh gosh, <laughs> you call everybody out whenever. Uh, so Tom Taylor, the writer of uh, Son of Kal El, uh, Superman, Son of Kal El. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, John Kent, Superman. Um, he this title uh, caused a lot of controversy whenever it was revealed that John Kent was bisexual, and you know he had a he has a boyfriend in the uh, in the yeah. book, and it's the whole thing. You know, right. of course, there's gonna be people that are upset about that, mm-hmm. um, and those there's a lot of people like making uh, like fake articles, um, writing saying that uh, woke Superman causes DC to flop and sales are dropping at DC, and this is why this is why. Oh, yeah. And Tom Taylor's just keep on sending these like top ten bestsellers, and it's like. Uh, where is it? Superman, Son of Kal-El, number three. Um, and he's just, it's its just crazy. Yeah, it's, it's just data. Just, like, dude, what are you talking about? Yeah. This, this is literally, it's selling great. Like, we had to order second prints. Cool. What was funny yeah. is that uh, it said, uh, somebody tweeted, like, oh, look, my prediction was correct. The woke Superman, Son of Kal-El, went from number six in November to not even appearing in the top 50 in December. And he's like, wait, issue number six didn't appear in December sales? What? And then he goes oh, back yeah. to it. It's like because because it doesn't come it doesn't out until come out. January. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just they're they're just so upset. They're reaching. They're, making, they're, yeah, reaching. they're reaching. They're reaching. And when you lose focus of what your point you're actually trying to make, then you pause false stuff like that. Yeah, like yeah. And, and it comes back and well, it hasn't released yet. That's shout why out to Tom Taylor, man. That's yeah, dude. that that's just cool. That's uh, him back in his work, man. Good for yeah. him. Yeah, good like, for him. He's going right back to his writing. Still, good. Still and late. and I think uh, issue five was like. One of the highest pre-ordered issues that he that that was out there on the shelves. I believe it. Yeah, issue five that he wrote. Uh, there was uh, like there was news articles all over the place of comic stores having to reorder or double their order size, their initial order sizes. So I mean, I don't know where these people are grabbing these uh, straws from. They're just upset, man. Yeah, they're upset. mad. Big mad. What you got, Mondo? Um, well, I'm going to piggyback on what you sent us in the chat, that little uh, poster teaser um, about oh, the... Um, uh, Inhumans? Yes. So apparently the Inhumans have stated that there are more deviants on Earth. No, 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 the right? Eternals. I'm sorry. The, the Eternals. Eternals. My bad, my bad. I, I was looking at both of y'all. Wait, like, what did what? I say? What are you talking what did about? I say? Inhumans. Yeah, Inhumans. I said Inhumans and you went along. No, nah, I just followed what you said. The Eternals. The Eternals. the Eternals, which if you haven't seen Eternals, shame on you, it's been out for a long time. I think Druig was the one that said Yes. Yeah. He said that there are still deviants on Earth, and what was the last sentence? I think so, that we missed a few. We missed and, a few mutants, right? The mutants. So that's play to suggest maybe that mutants are some form of de- deviants, maybe like down the line lineage-wise, right? Is that what they're suggesting, you think? I think so, and I think that... It, it, we it's like the first episode stuff. Uh, yeah. Anything that comes out in the comic books with the big titles, right? I'm pretty sure it's going to mirror what's going to happen in the MCU. And with them just introducing the deviants into the MCU, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a coincidence that this is uh, happening. Exactly that we just got the rights to X Men and Fantastic yeah. Four. So and like that. I think that this is going to be a way to tie uh, the X Men 
maybe not so much towards the deviants, but maybe mm-hmm. towards the celestials themselves. Yeah. And maybe that has something to do with it. Um, no, I think that's great because I think people, you know, were expecting a different kind of Marvel movie when they saw the Eternals. And so now this is Marvel's way of like, we're going to tell you how this all interacts or like how this goes forward. Right. Because yeah. no, not a lot of people went to go pick out the comics that they were putting out before right. the movie. So um, I know in the comics, the deviants did like they messed with humanity. Mm-hmm. They messed with the Cree. They messed with the scrolls. They mess with humanity. That's yeah. how we got all the different races in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and even I think explained down the line somewhere that mutants were a genetic experiment created by the celestials Ooh. because the inhumans are. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and the inhumans are mm-hmm. a, a lesser form of mutant. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so it's part and partial the MCU and then maybe the Marvel universe going back and looking at some of their past stories like, Oh yeah, well, we, well, we did mention this in passing at one point. So we can kind of tie it all together. But this story, this is only part of what a bigger story. Is that what you're, is that, that that's what you shared, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, the Eternals because they protect, humanity against deviants Mm -hmm. and now they're saying they missed a few and the few that they missed just happened to be the mutants yes which make Mm -hmm. up the core of all the x-men and if you've listened to the podcast all of krakoa yeah yeah and the the settlement on the moon and the The, uh, settlement the blue the the blue place on the moon oh yeah the blue area of the moon yeah where the watcher used to live we're getting deep in the weeds here guys Ooh. Um, and also the new planet of Araco, which was formerly known as Mars. Mars. Yeah. So there are mutants all over the place, and they're spreading like wildfire. But there may be um, a third party involved in that, in that uh, Eternals versus X-Men kind of thing. Ooh. Because the Eternals, their gods are celestials. And there's another group of heroes who have taken base inside the body of a celestial. Mm. The Avengers. the Avengers, yeah, yeah, they used it as Avengers yeah. Tower. It's Avengers Tower, are the yeah. Name so it's what is it? Uh, what is that? What is it called? Let me see. Um, it's Eternals versus Avengers versus X Men. That sounds like a lot going on. It is a lot going on. But yeah, I, I really think that they're setting up something that's going to tie into the movies. It's going to be like the precursor to the movies because you think they. So? Yeah, because you remember whenever they tried to make Inhumans a thing? Like back on, like, what, 2014, 2013? Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Judgment Day. It's between the Eternals, the Avengers, and the X-Men. They're all intertwined. Yeah, so. Um, They tried to make the Inhumans a thing because Fox. Was it Fox? Yeah, Fox Fox. owned the rights to the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. And so the heads... Over at Marvel, we're like, well, we're not going to give Fox any money because the MCU is is uh, growing and making lots of money for us. So what other properties do we have? And that's where we got Inhumans, the TV show, which was trash. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. It doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist. <laughs> we throw that shit in the same, uh, the same pile as like oh Dragon Ball God. Evolution. Dragon Ball. 
Kate was so excited. She loves Lockjaw. She was like, oh, the Inhumans. That's her jam. It was so bad. That You know what? That's a whole <laughs> another episode. It's like the list of bad, yeah. bad prop, Brad Marvin properties. Yeah. Or TV shows, rather. TV shows. Yeah. Anyway, a bit of news. What you got, Danny? What you bring? Um, mine is uh, Wrecking War. Oh. Reckoning War. Reckoning so, War. So there's Judgment Day, yeah. which is all those three, those three groups. But then there's Reckoning War, like, which is taking place on the other side with the Fantastic Four, She-Hulk, and Jack of Hearts. Ooh. If you don't know who Jack of Hearts is, do yourselves a favor and forget I even mentioned his name. Yes. <laughs> because he is so convoluted. He's a kind of a trap. He's OP. He's very OP, but he's also kind of trash. Because he's, oh my God. You, I don't he, even have to describe didn't him. Didn't he, he blow up the Avengers like. Mansion once? He did blow yeah. up the Avengers yes. Mansion. Yeah. God. He killed uh, the second Ant-Man. He mm-hmm. killed Scott Lang. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's he's a weird character. Anyways, the all these characters are involved in something called the Reckoning War, which I think might involve Kang or... Um, the scrolls. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be the scrolls, and I think it's gonna be the original three scrolls that Reed Richards turned into cows. Back oh, in, back in Fantastic Four number Dude, two, number yeah number one number two oh, something like man. that from nineteen sixty six. It's like the first appearance, right? Of yeah, the scrolls. The like very the, first yes, appearance. He of turned scrolls. into cows. I think it's gonna involve those three characters. Cows. Cows. I'm with it. Yeah, <laughs> dude, Reed Richards is cold, dude. Reed Richards he, is cold. He likes to just make you look stupid. He like does. he doesn't just defeat you. He makes you look like. Do you remember? I remember watching an episode of uh, the old VHS Fantastic Four, and Magneto was on there, and he was wanting to take care of the Fantastic Four, and then like Herbie and stuff, and so he like whooped the Fantastic Four. He's like, okay, now the Baxter Building belongs to me, you know. And then Reed Richards made this like wooden magnetic gun. So he just <laughs> carved a wood magnetic gun and was like, all right, we'll fight to the death, Magneto. And whoever wins, I, you know, gets to keep the mansion and stuff. And they're fighting. And he's finally, he's like, okay, you haven't noticed, but I just injected you with whatever to make you lose your powers. And Magneto's like, nonsense. And he points a gun and he's like, I can't move the gun. Like, <laughs> Magneto's like, he. All depressed because he's like, oh, my powers. Like, and of course they had to fill up a like 20 minute spot, but it's like, this is old. This is an yeah, old cartoon. Yeah, old cartoon. Like from the 60s. So Magneto just like leaves. Like, he doesn't even try to fight. He's like, oh, I couldn't lift this gun. Let me go. It's like he, super depressed. Yeah, it's like Reed like literally just built a wooden gun and, and like shattered his all it's his dreams. Wild. What was that shit you sent in the chat? Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, uh, Tony, so yes. Tony Stark in the current <laughs> comics. Tony Stark has uh, attained God level, and he has imbued a, I was rolling on that. a group of his friends with his level of intellect. And his his friends include uh, Carol Danvers, Captain yeah. Marvel, mm-hmm. uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America, uh, Sue and Reed Richards, the Invisible Woman, and Mr. Fantastic, The Thing, uh, Spider-Man, I think. Uh, anyways, and he's making this announcement like, uh, guys, you know, I just wanted to test it out on you guys, but now you all are as smart as Tony Stark. You can uh, make uh, decisions. You can uh, do critical thinking the same level as Tony Stark. And Sue looks at Reed and she goes, Reed, are you okay? He's like, actually, I feel dumber. Oh, my God, bro. It's cold, bro. That dude is... 
That dude is savage. No, he's notorious. Savage. He's the worst. No, I'm about to be super nerdy right now. But yeah. the reason why uh, I'm pretty sure that is is because Reed can also stretch his brain. Look yeah. at look at Joey. So, look at Joey with the comic book knowledge. He I got can, it. Yeah, he yeah. can yeah. stretch his brain. And he and, can stre- and, yeah. yeah, so he can stretch his brain and hold more knowledge. Yeah, exactly. and he also doesn't have a stomach. Doesn't he? No. Why would Why would he not have a stomach? Because he doesn't need it. Reed doesn't need to eat. Y'all not know that. I mean, but what if he wanted to? Could he do it? Yeah. What would happen if he doesn't have a stomach? It just. That's out. a good question. I remember I had this a like, ultimate fan, uh, ultimate Fantastic Four uh, compendium book. Is it Ultimate Fantastic? Four? Yeah, it was I'm pretty sure the regular Fantastic Four he has a stomach. Well, if, yeah. yeah, you're yeah. Don't uh, don't listen to Brian. Okay, Michael we'll Bendis. see. We'll see. Okay, okay. <laughs> he's but only he he's only brain good stretchy. for a few things. He had the stretchy brain, right? The brain stretchy. That is thing. good. Yeah, that, that is, is smart. good. But, um, who, who did, who he could did. stretch his stomach. I mean, that's just the thing you would. Yeah, I'm sure if he gets, I'm sure if he has superpowers, he has super metabolism. Like, not maybe like the Flash level or you know whoever's level, but like he can digest stuff. Yeah, that seems silly to me. Like, what would like Superman doesn't need to eat? Yeah, Superman takes in solar radiation. Right, that's what powers him. Right, but nerd. Really? Really? You brought it up first. Wow. <laughs> Resulting. Did Joey me. just set a trap for me? He did. Did he? <laughs> Motherfucker. Oh no. But he's he, so he's so proud of himself too. A little bit. He's but so proud. But you're about to get me back. So, last episode, I'm pretty sure it was maybe. Um, we had talked about uh, Brightest Day and Blackest Night. Are we done with news? We, yeah. Oh, I guess we're done with news. Yeah, did, we, sure. did we? Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's, yeah. there wasn't too much out there. No, not there wasn't this week. really. I mean, there's a bunch. There's there's some hit and miss stuff, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, did y'all want to get into what y'all read? Um, I'm not. I'm, I'm not reading nothing this week. I read the Mondo isn't reading anything ever ever again. I'm boycotting comics. No, I'm just. Kidding. I read uh, the Incredible Hulk, not the Incredible Hulk, but Hulk number three from Donny Cates. Oh. I was just about to ask: Is, is anyone reading the Hulk? Because it looks good. I haven't touched. I'm it. pretty sure I'm going to drop it. Are you? Yeah. Because there's introducing some kind of cool stuff, but it's just like more multiversal stuff, and I'm just I'm not really trying to get into that anymore. Not right now, anyway. I just feel yeah. like it's more because like. Number three introduces a uh, spoiler alert. Three, two, one. They had a bottle, all that stuff. Shed on me yesterday, not la- last time. Yeah, I remembered. Yeah, um, but anyway, uh, there's uh, this Bruce Banner that's not a Hulk. That uh, his his job that he took upon himself, his mission is to find Hulks and store them in this like I don't know if it's like a dimension or an alternate universe. Yeah, but he stores dangerous Hulks. Okay. And like that's that's what he does. And so whenever he uh, is met with Bruce Banner, at first Bruce Banner is really impressed with what he does wow. until he finds out exactly what he does. Mm. You know, he's like, so so you just take us, and he starts. And then that's mm. it's really cool because uh, throughout that whole uh, the whole run, um, anytime Bruce talks. There's like flashes of the Hulk kind of talking in his own little oh, yeah. engine room where he's like constantly oh. pissing off the Hulk. Like he has a a throttle uh, to get how much output from the Hulk, and it's just basically uh, the helmet mm-hmm. is making him, uh, making the Hulk see himself like fight a giant Wolverine mm. or like a horde of monsters and shit like that. And so it gets to the point where 
um, you know, he's uh, they they start talking in tandem, uh-huh. where because uh, fr- throughout the issues, it's like uh, they're really opposed, and then whenever they find out, they're like, "You just you take us," and then they start. It's, 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 Is it tied into um, any other Hulk stories? Like, what did it did it come off of? It come off of it came off of Immortal Hulk. Immortal Hulk. Yeah, so it's to where the Hulk is immortal, but Bruce Banner is so not. So Banner is traveling through dimensions, or what? Yeah, this is so a different. He, so and it's a different Bruce Banner. It's a yeah. different Bruce Banner. Oh. So think of it, Bruce so, Banner. Because Bruce I, Banner's maker. Because I am I am reading like Hulk. Um, um, Maestro War and Pax is like a spinoff of like the six issue series they had, and this last issue, he fights Doctor Doom because him and Doctor Doom teamed up to take down Hercules oh, as yeah, yeah, the yeah. original Maestro, and Doom is so cold, dude. He's awesome. Banner's like poisons him or something, and and he's like, I I thought you would have seen this coming, and Doom's like, Oh, I did, and like sprayed this gas, and then they start going, and then like the uh. Finally, he beats the crap out of Doom, and Doom's like all de-armored, and he can. He grabs his, uh, mask. his mask, puts it on, and it's like cloaking device or something, and like teleports or whatever. So tight. That's tight. But it makes it seem because the whole keeps like taking down, and I know this is like pre like Maestro, like how he became in that. But I wonder if they're gonna tie this story because it's not like a intricate story, but it seems like they're leading it to something because he keeps could be defeating all these. I'm like, why are y'all keep running this? This is not. This is just a side story. But maybe they'll tie it into that. Like, yeah, they'll have it, to travel. And, if it's a story where alternate Hulks are involved, I don't yeah. think you can do that without involving Maestro, right? Yeah, I mean, you can. But and then there's also introducing like this new Hulk that might have always been inside of Bruce Banner, and it's that's where that's Mr. where to fix it. It's called the Titan, and that's where it started to f- make me kind of fall off. I feel like um, whenever Donny Cates writes. There's always new characters involved, and I don't know if that's a deal because you know, whenever you you become a writer and you hit it with uh, big companies, you always want to like, leave your mark. You know, all, yeah, all for oh, it. Yeah, you want to have a legacy. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm all for it. Maybe but, it's just like his mood, you know. But like, I mean, for every Miles Morales Spider-Man, there's at least one cardiac. Oh yeah. yeah. You guys remember cardiac? Yeah, you cardiac. Guys know who cardiac? Yeah, he had a cool costume. Did he? I think so. He looked like a football player. He looked like Steel, like a knockoff of DC Steel to me. And he had a, a bow staff. Yeah, a bow staff. Like little, like jagged lightning bolts. They weren't even lightning bolts. Because he was, wasn't he like a heart surgeon yeah. in his normal life? And I'm like, dude, also like, like, are you wearing a mask? Like he looked like <laughs> he just had a silhouette face with like a mouth and eyes on it. Is it a mask? Is it a, I don't know, man. Who knows, man? Maybe it's just like Bruce Banner, like his mood, whatever his mood is in. Kind of like a power ring, you know? Yeah, like you it, put on power ring, whatever mood you're feeling. I'd say if you if you want to check it out, check out the first three issues before you make a decision on if mm. you're going to drop it or not. But, but yeah, man, that, that's it for I'd have for the Hulk. Um, so are we ready to move into... I don't know. Danny, you read anything? I've read uh, The Magic Order. You guys don't know about The Magic Order? That's the uh, the image book? Image book. Written, written by Mark Miller. Uh, volume one was uh, illustrated by Olivier Coipel. Second volume is illustrated by Stuart Moman. I don't think I read oh. it. Oh my God, Joey, you gotta read the Magic Order. It's so good. Hit me it's, with the elevator. What is it? So it's uh, magicians who protect the Earth from otherworldly beings, but they do it by in disguise, and they have like regular day jobs. 
and there's a second group of magicians who want to take over their positions and just unleash chaos upon the earth. Yes. Magic people with day jobs. Yeah. So they can't tell everyone that they're a magician. So it's like Dr. Strange, but oh yeah, I work at, uh, at Best Buy. Uh, at Best Buy, yeah. Okay. One one uh, of them, like the head of the magic order, gets to use magic in a sense. He gets to perform as a magician. Oh, but he can't use the, real magic. He he's, has he's to doing use sleight like, of hand yeah, stuff. Yeah, sleight of yeah. hand. Like, is this your card? Ooh. <laughs> Only the leader can. Uh, I'm, well, it's I'm, like it's probably just like a. Because the others don't want the uh, dude. If you attention. have a, a traveling group yeah, of like 10, 10 magicians, something's gonna be like, why is there a group of ten? You know, magicians normally perform oh. as one. So, so they're yeah. so they assume like day jobs and all yeah. that to be incognito. Right, that other exactly. Group right, but they're like actually some of them are, are oh. police detectives. Right, some are like UPS delivery guys. Anything That's where funny. they they can interact with the public. This is gonna be on Netflix. I swear, isn't it? It, it you know what Mark Miller you know what it was actually it's actually a Netflix inspired comic first so they wrote Mark Miller had the idea they're wanting to make the TV show but they wanted to build the comic universe first Dang, that's cool so they're building out the universe via comic that way they have plenty of stories that's when they finally shit. go to Netflix that's some anime shit anime anime is always wait for the manga to for to, to rise up before they can so Man, that's tight. We're that's doing tight. so. Volume two is just started a few months back, and it is this group of black magic wielders who were banished back in the um, Middle Ages. They were banished by the Magic Order. The Magic Order is the group of, of upright standing magicians. Now, before we move on, the Magic Order, does, um, do the titles get passed on or do they are they just like immortal? Do they, they live? No, through? they get passed on. Okay. So Dang, in, cool. in volume one, the lead of the Magic Order, the father, he passes his title. He wanted to pass it on to one of his sons and... Uh, it didn't happen that way. One of his sons lost his own daughter to a magic mishap. Like she found his magic wand and accidentally killed herself. So he ends up leaving the magic order completely and living just a normal life. Like he doesn't want anything to do with it. The other one, the other son is his like secondhand man who works with him through the stage act and everything. Like he's his manager. So that's his day job. He's the manager, but he's still a very powerful magician himself. And then the third child is the daughter who's like this fuck up. And, you know, she's always drunk. She's always showing up late to everything. And the father like really looks down on her like, I'm so disappointed in you. Why are you this way? You know, so it it, it has a, like a family establishment kind of thing. Um, we go into the second volume, this group and they're magicians from like, Old world, oh, Eastern Europe, Ooh. Ukraine, uh, Czechoslovakia, Georgia, you know, all those places in the Middle East, Kazakhstan and everything. They're like, we're tired of being uh, second class citizens to you. We have magic, too. Yeah. You know, Dang. and so now they're doing a power play Ooh. to uh, assert their sel their selves. You know, in the world and throw overthrow the magic order. I'm with it. 
Yeah, it's really good. I'm I'm surprised you haven't checked it out yet. I'm, I'm me too. Yeah, I so. I don't even think I've ever seen it on the shelf. I mean, I mean, I might have just in passing, but I've got. <laughs> See, so the second volume is out. It's like what well, has to be like what issue? What thirteen? Issue three? No, it's it's only six issues each. Yeah. So they're really quick reads. Um, the first graphic novel you can get it online. I have it if you want to borrow it. I've got the first six issues if you want to borrow those. And I'll stuff. check and see if it's on Comicsology. If it's not, I'll hit yeah. you up. And then volume two is just into issue three so far. Is that with nice. is that through Image? Yeah, yeah, it's through Image. Man, they're putting a lot of stuff out. Aren't they redoing Saga or continuing Saga? Yeah, they're, they're starting After Saga back up. Starting, starting back it back up. Oh, they oh, took okay. a they took a break. They just yeah, took yeah. a break. Oh, I mean, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Saga was like super awesome. Super. Mm. Really high on the charts on yeah. the, every comic it, chart, bestsellers list week in and week out. So, yeah. you know, I think it got to a point where they were really just running ragged. They needed to recharge. That's so. good. Also, another thing that came out this week: uh, Cowboy Bebop had a comic book. Oh, next. Yes, exactly. That's my feelings about <laughs> it. What? No, you know the guy that I sent y'all? Uh, he's doing the art onto it. He lives in Austin, Texas. Really? Nimbus Black. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's doing the art on the first issue. I don't know what. I don't know anything about it. I just know he's doing the art. That dude's clean. Shout out to him. I yeah. am just always against American adaptations. Oh, yeah, to, me too. To I, don't, I don't see the reason, but... Um, yeah, I, don't. yeah, I saw some of the stuff he was posting about. It, it looked pretty good. The artwork, so artwork looks cool. I just Congrats. don't think it needs to be made. But shout out to him for getting that job. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. definitely, definitely.
All right. So now we now get to we go get into, into the. Now we're going into it. Um, <sighs> last time, there was like a slight mention of Green Lanterns, Ooh. and Joey had this uh, throw Man. this throwaway line: "The greatest story, the greatest story, my favorite blackest, story, blackest night, my favorite, brightest day." Oh, love it so much! And I told him, "Well, we can talk about that next time." <sighs> and guess what, folks? It's next time. So let's get into it. Blackest night. We're gonna start off with Blackest Night because it's That's it's, the big, it's really yeah. two parts. Blackest Night leads into Brightest Day, which is the follow up story. And Brightest Day was like twenty four issues, and I'm not wasting my time on that <laughs> shit. God, that was t- that but was. But Blackest Night was only eight issues, so I went back and reread yeah. it just for you, Joey. Thank you. Yeah, because I I haven't read it in <laughs> damn near ten, twelve years. I remember the. I'm gonna so, I'm gonna start this off with with this. Ignorance is not an excuse. <sighs> <laughs> I got this. All right. Okay. We're going in. All right. All right. So, what do you want to start off with? You started off. You said it was one of the best Green Lantern stories ever, and so, I think now, that. So let's talk about what it, what the story is about. Like where, maybe. Where Green Lantern was in comics at the time that they started this, the writers, the artists. So this was right after Final Crisis. Right after, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Right Right after Final Final Crisis. Crisis. And um, I'm missing some pieces, but there is a... It was was right after Final Crisis, right before, right before the New 52? Yeah, right Mm -hmm. before. So it's, 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 it's in a, like a... Like a weird space and time Mm -hmm. during comics because they're... DC had just finished this line-wide event God, yeah. that kind of not... It didn't reboot the entire universe, but it set new standards for characters. Yes. And then maybe a few years down the line, they ended up just rebooting it anyway right. because they had Flashpoint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Flashpoint happened, and they ended up with the New 52, which restarted a lot of books. Because Flashpoint was Flashpoint and Blackest Night. Those were around the same time, right? Or different. Like, I think Flashpoint was after. Yeah, Flashpoint was after Brightest Day. Brightest Day, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they had some brightest. Well, I think it, it might have been around the same time. You can tell by the they artwork. Some, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they the use a lot of the same people. In the new 52, Flash had all the lightning bolts mm-hmm. all over mm-hmm. his. Oh, yeah. True. And then uh, during the mm-hmm. brightest, Blackest Night, Brightest Day, he did not. Right. So Superman, it was around that. Mm-hmm. Superman still had the underwear on the outside. Yes. I forgot that was a whole thing. <laughs> that was a whole <laughs> oh thing. Oh, my God. Superman's yeah. not wearing the trunks. Yeah. Okay, so they do this Green Lantern story um, called Blackest Night. It's, um, what did y'all say? It was eight issues? Yep. It's eight issues. Okay. Yeah. And what's the premise, Joey? Uh, the premise of it was um, the, uh, let me see. Uh, so in they, they find a Black Lantern Central Battery, two lanterns. Mm-hmm. Uh, they find it in order uh, in... Uh, uh, sector 666, which yep. is the Red Lantern area. Um, and whenever they find it, uh, there were like black rings that sprout out from it. And it goes to Oa, where they have the cemetery for the Green Lanterns. And there's a bunch of Green Lantern, four oh, dead Green Lanterns, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, the black lantern rings get on their fingers. Mm-hmm. And they become like zombies, pretty much. And they are members of the Black Lantern Corps. Mm-hmm. And so uh, from there... Um, the uh, uh, what you call it? Um, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, so I'm looking this up, by the way, because it's been forever. Because I read this shit when I was like eight. Um, 
Yeah, God damn share it. my age. Am I, am, I, am I about to shit on an eight-year-old? <laughs> so up until that point, before we go further, this shit is like Saturday morning cartoons to me. Like this storyline right here, the black. So this is this is your He Man, your Thundercats, your GI Joe Saturday nah, morning I still, cartoons. I still watch Saturday morning cartoons, but like going to the library and being able to read the hardcovers mm-hmm. like on the so you're saying you that was your like every week i gotta go to the library and get this book every week i gotta sit down and read it yeah every yeah yeah and it was this one yeah and so uh remembering it because we before we started uh before this episode we were kind of chatting outside uh hitting some really good points uh Who are sorry. you i'm sorry i mm. think so well because y'all made me realize that uh, a lot of the stuff that i enjoyed about it was just the flare, you know, yeah. just the, oh, there's another Green Lantern. Yeah. There's another core. There's oh, another this. You, yeah. And it was tight to me because, you know, like um, one of the big things in the Brightest Day and Blackest Night event was uh, the entities. You know, we find out that Parallax, uh, you know, the, from the whole, uh, uh, what was that uh, Green Lantern story with Hal Jordan? Where uh, he became uh, Parallax and all that? Yeah. Um, oh, uh, that was like the, that. Um Oh, when Kyle Rayner, like after he Kyle, took the mantle of the city was yeah. destroyed, yeah, mm-hmm. and we find out that Parallax, final night, yeah, no, not final night, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. We, we find out Parallax isn't alone; like Parallax is yeah. one of several entities and stuff like that. That got me, you know. We find out that Ion was like this kind of fucking stupid looking whale thing, but you know it had spirit. But that was part of Brightest Day, right? That was Brightest so Day. So what, what's going on in Blackest Night that led up to that point? Uh, I uh, I pretty much remember zombies happening, um, and uh, I'm gonna let Danny. Take that's it the from first. Here. That's the first mistake. Zombies. Yeah. They were pretty much zombies. They were zombies. They that's, were zombies. They, they were, were resurrected. Yeah. No matter how they were resurrected, they were resurrected from the dead. Wait. So it's it's dumb because I think the first zombies that we see Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter. Mm-hmm. He's oh yeah, because in uh, Final Crisis at the beginning of Final Crisis, Martian Manhunter is murdered by Libra, who is a a very forgettable DC villain. Mm-hmm. Super He's got a cool look, but super forgettable. No one even knows who he is. Yeah, I didn't he know approaches like the secret society at the beginning of Final Crisis yeah. and says, "Look what I have! I have the Manhunter!" And he like stabs him with a fiery spear, which kills him. So the Manhunter, the JLA, they bury him on Mars. This fucking ring finds him on Mars and resurrects him, <laughs> and now he's attacking Earth. Um. The next ones to appear are um, Hawk Girl and Hawkman. Yeah. No, no, no. no. The Elongated the Man elongated. and Sue Dibney. There you go. And they had both previously died. Sue Dibney was murdered by Jean Loring, who is the Adam's wife. She got the Adam's uh, power belt to shrink down and gave her a brain hemorrhage. By standing on her fucking brain. (laughs) They solved the mystery because they found tiny footprints in (laughs) Sue Dibney's brain. And they were like, oh, my God, someone stomped on her brain. (laughs) And I think the elongated man, he, like, he died soon after that, after they solved that whole thing. Um, But they attacked the Hawks, like you said. They end up murdering the Hawks. And then black rings come and take over the Hawks. And now they're, you know, they're building their ranks with dead people. But as we get later into the series, 
they're not just taking over dead bodies. They're taking over characters who were previously dead and now alive thanks to the villain Black Hand, Black Hand. who is leading. He's leading these rings for his master Necron. Yeah. And so any character who had died at any point in DC history was subject to owning a ring as it as it were. Because they're trying to, like the purpose, right, I think, is they were trying to, he was trying to build an army. Yeah, they were trying to build an army. To take down all the other lanterns. It wasn't even to take yeah. down all the other lanterns. It was just to embody oh. or embody the universe. Oh, yeah. Because life cannot exist. Oh, God. Life has had its run, and now everything must be black. Emo Dumbest night. Come out shit. to Come out to Ever. Emo Night 2022. I realize why I like this so much. Were you in an emo face, bro? This is a Power is Rangers villain. Necron is a Power Rangers villain. You and the goddamn Power Rangers. No, for I real. I swear to God. For real. No, no, no. Hear me out. Because Indigo popped up. A new lantern popped up using the powers of other lanterns. I, when I was a kid reading that shit, I was like, whoa. Okay, so now there's a green lantern. So now, so now we're jumping into this part of the story where... You have to have an opposing force to fight this army of dead zombies. Yeah, right? that's right. Okay, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, wait. Yeah. yeah, so Green Lanterns have no right. effect on these Black Lanterns. That's right. right. These Black Lanterns that are just popping up all over the place. Right. And they're on the run. Um, what I did find interesting, and it was uh, two sides of the same coin, uh, the story early on in the first four or five issues, it's focusing on Hal Jordan mm -hmm. and Barry Allen. Two heroes who had been recently resurrected. Hal Jordan, both of them by Jeff Johns, but they both had different takes on life at that point. Um, Hal Jordan had died a villain and kind of martyred himself to restart the sun uh, at the end of Final Night, which is another story. That's another good story where the sun gets eaten by a sun eater, which is a Superman villain. And the heroes are kind of coming together to try to try to save Earth from freezing to death. Um, Barry Allen had famously died during the crisis on infinite Earths mm -hmm. back in the 80s. And he had been gone for 30 years. Yep. And Jeff Johns wrote both of these characters back into comics. Um, but that, they had different takes. Mm -hmm. uh, Barry Allen was more of the whole... I don't know how much time I have, so I'm going to try and do everything I can, try to live every day to the fullest. And Hal Jordan was more of the, I died, I need to take time to really enjoy the things in front of me. I need to reconnect with the people who I may have lost touch with. I need to slow down and, you know, take time to see, watch a, suns a sunset or something. So they really had opposing ideas in their new lives and everything, which is which is good. You know, it's neat um, because Wonder Woman, Superman, Aquaman, uh, all these other characters, they had died, and you didn't really see that kind of thing from them. Mm -hmm. They just went on about their right. day, you know? Mm -hmm. And I guess in that instance with Jeff Johns explaining those two sides of it, it's it's a decent story. But once you get past that, it is just zombies 
and trying to figure out which light works, which flashlight right. is the best one. Right. Not the, don't set that flashlight. Dude, I mean, that's literally what it was. Every issue was like, oh, there's a blue lantern. Who can wield the blue? Oh, it's going to go to a hero. This there's green a light green. doesn't work. But yes. if I if I put my green light, my blue light with his <laughs> yes. green light. Yes. Tell me that's not what it was, dude. Exactly what it yeah. was. <laughs> it was a lot better than I remember and we another I mean, thing, was, another thing that I didn't like about it, it, it kind of, and we talked about this earlier, it takes away the severity of what a, a lantern is. I think the importance over, of a green lantern, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's oversaturated with all these different lanterns. It's like, okay, green lantern is important and has done some stuff, but also you introduce all these cores. Why couldn't we just hire some blue and purple and orange lanterns or whatever? You know, and how do they exist? Like. I, I I understand the Guardians hide all kinds of shit. Yeah, I mean, fuck but the these cores exist, and even uh, the Guardians are kind of caught off off guard by right. them. See, that part I didn't like. I I felt like the Guardians mm-hmm. should have known about them. Yeah, I mean, some people like because like Larfleet, that's only one. So I mean, it's obvious that nobody would have seen him or right. heard about him. Right, right, um, right. But like the Blue Lanterns didn't come. Well, I mean, they were made by the Guardians. Atroclus uh, or whatever his name. That dude's Atrocles. massive. Yeah, yeah, they should have known about. How could him. you not see him yeah, like smashing known. into planets and stuff? Like they destroyed his planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. How do they not know what right. they created? Yes, dude. So it's like <laughs> it, it, it. It freaking like yeah, it, it's oversaturated with lantern stuff to where it's like it doesn't make the lantern special, it doesn't make OS special, it doesn't make the guardians these. And it's, oh, y- y'all don't even know about these dudes. Why are we listening to y'all? Yeah, you know the what guardians I mean. Guardians fuck up a lot. I'm surprised. They do. They I'm do. surprised yeah. no they one's wisdom's like, hey guys, <laughs> maybe sit this one Chill out. out. Yeah, maybe like, maybe right. sit out a few places, right. guys. Because yeah. uh, because like, right out, I'm mean, gonna skip it a couple things, but like, right after uh, the brightest day event, mm-hmm. uh, they came out with uh, the the first storyline for the new fifty two, which was uh, rise of the third army. Which they're like, oh, the Green Lanterns didn't work out, so let's just make a new army. And it was like these like flesh kind of oh, things that gross. Yeah, it was stupid. They, it was, and they already tried that. They already did that with Manhunters. Yeah. No. And the Manhunters didn't work out. Yes. So what did they make? Green Lanterns. Green lanterns. It, w- it was bad. That yeah. As a whole, it seems cool because when you're reading it issue by issue, you're caught up. There's in a lot the, of colors. So artwork. Yeah. Ivan, <laughs> Ivan, Ivan Reyes oh, is yeah. a badass artist. Yeah. Like, that, Ivan Reyes, like. That was a takeaway yeah. from it. Ivan Rice. Ivan Rice. Is that yeah. how you say it? I'm sorry. I don't know how to say it. I think it one. is. Ivan Rice. Okay. R-E-I-S. Ivan Rice. Rice. But yeah, man, he's like a, like an Alan Davis mm-hmm. kind of Brian Hitch, mm-hmm. like an Alan Davis, Brian Hitch amalgam. He like he throws himself into that artwork, and it was re- it's really good. It's so good. So you I know? can see how you read it as like issue to issue, like oh this is great. Oh what's gonna happen next? But when you read it as a whole, it's like how does it's too much, man. It's oversaturated. Yeah, I know I keep using that word, but that's all I can think of when I think of no, the story. You're right, you're right, you're right. Because uh, I think Danny made fun of it a while back, saying it was like a Power Rangers shit, uh, yeah. a Power Rangers setup. It was. And I, I loved it. The artwork was the amazing. The colors on it. Love Power Rangers. I did. Yeah, I did. I figured, but it made me feel like it was uh, the because we were talking about it earlier how uh, Wonder Woman on them got a, uh, got mm-hmm. a ring. I, I kind of like that aspect on how. Uh, there's multiple uh, emotional. Sp- there's the spectrum allows uh, multiple people uh, the availability to grab a ring. Because like honestly, what is willpower? How but, do you like? But that goes back to just what Danny said. Like whatever mood you're feeling, 
I want to. I can bear the ring, like because it, it, if you if you go back to the story, uh, what's his name, Guy Gardner? Yes, had the willpower, and then all of a sudden, in the, in the middle of it, because he got super angry, he's a red. His willpower yes. power didn't work. But oh my god, look a red ring, and now it works for me. So now he's a red lantern. Like, dude, come on. That's like shitting all over the Green Lantern and the core and your oath. Like, you're just like, eh, this doesn't work for me. See, but at the same I'm gonna time. I'm going to just wear all the rings all the time. Right? I'm going to be don't, Mandarin. But they don't work for everybody. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Like you, the, the rings still have to choose you. You can't just pick up a ring and it work on you. Like, oh. fuck, that's not true. The Red Lantern ring will do that. Yeah. But uh, what I'm saying is. There, there have been some stories like with the Red Lantern, like the in the New Fifty Two, the Red Lanterns had their own title, and they had a human Red Lantern that had a really good story. Uh, his name, I think, his name was like Jack something. I can't remember. It wasn't Dexter the Cat. No, but he was in there. There's no, there is no excuse. There is no excuse for Dexter. Okay, no, I can't give what, you one. I love Dexter. Yeah, he was. But a, I'm like, really? It's a cat. He was a human though, right? Is that what you were saying, Dexter? Yeah. Yeah. Was he human? No, no. You're talking about the human Red Lantern. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, and uh, it was, uh, he was like atrocities tied to, to Earth during that time. Um, and so it was really cool because this human Red Lantern was one of the only ones besides atrocities that was able to make constructs with his red ring. Because if you guys didn't know, the Red Lanterns weren't weren't like the other ones where they were able to make red like you know constructs and all that. Because they're not focused. They're not mm-hmm. focused. Uh, now they did this whole thing where like this blood ritual atrocities put mm-hmm. them through, and if they didn't go through the blood ritual, then they could make constructs. But this human Red Lantern didn't have to do that. He was able to make it, and then they just kind of forgot about him, and he's never. I don't I haven't seen him. In well, see, anything. that would have been cool to like t- even in that storyline to be like, okay, let's expand more on why this guy can use yeah, and make and constructs. They didn't, but they, they didn't because they no. were focused on zombies. That's no. the whole. But kind of going to what Danny said earlier, humans are special. Are they in the Green Lantern mythos? That's why there's so many of them. So why wouldn't they be? Why wouldn't the same thing be true for other other Lantern? Courses? Humans are special in the comic universe. That's why there's so many superhumans on oh, yeah, Earth. Of Period. I mean, I'm just that's that's all I was pointing out. I wasn't saying that oh humans humans have the most Green Lanterns because of all of this. Like no, humans are just if you look, they're the centers of the com- their own comic universes. Mm-hmm. If you go back in the Marvel universe, uh, the Kree Scroll War was over the Earth. Galactus always attacking the Earth. Mm-hmm. Thanos. Everything's on Earth. I gotta get rid of the Avengers. The Avengers are the ones I gotta get. I gotta move out of the way. The Fantastic Four, the X Men. Same thing with uh, DC Comics. The Justice League is there. Dark Side. What planet does he covet the most? The Earth. He forgot about it though in the movie. Got his ass whooped so hard. Oh God. It's fucking for Earth. Earth. What's that? <laughs> Fuck that. Never heard of her. Never heard of her. <laughs> I don't know her. Yeah. By a by a chimp, chimpanzee. <laughs> Captain Caveman came in there and whooped his butt. But I, style. but um, one of the things about the brightest day and blackest night that I think is really important to mention is yeah. that it is one of the staple Green Lantern stories. That I'm stayed. not, yeah, I'm not going to say it's not because yeah. oh, dude, I remember when that shit dropped. That was everywhere. They had T-shirts. Yeah. They had it. Oh, cro- it 
took over DC yeah, for a while. It did. Like every book had at least three issues of Blackest Night and Brightest Day God, tie-ins. Yeah, I remember Bankston's had this sick ass special. Like every time you bought a Green Lantern title, you, you got a ring. Green Lantern ring. Yeah, I'm tight. surprised you didn't hate it because of all the different covers. They had like seven different covers for Joey's each. known to buy all the covers. All the covers. <laughs> He's known to get hold he on covers. Variants, guys. <laughs> Y'all ever want to send Joey some variants? If you if you want to sell multiple books, just write one book but put twelve different covers yes. on it. Joey will buy Joey them all. Will buy them all. <laughs> By accident, no less. And he'll get but, to the fourth one and be like, "This looks similar." Yeah, yeah have I read this four times? Mondo, to answer your question, uh, I I read this particular one uh, in the library on Harkin. Oh yeah, so you yeah, have so to deal with no, all that stuff. That's uh, good. And to Danny, fuck that. I hate. <laughs> I hate variant covers so much because I always buy the same issue more than once. Every time. The last one was... On accident. You're not even meaning to. No, and I I don't even want variant covers. I don't collect comics like that. I read comics. Yeah. No offense to anybody that does collect them. It's just that's not my thing. Damn. But anyway, moving on. Okay. Um the uh, the reason why I think uh, Blackest Night and Brightest Day is really important, especially for any uh, movie fan to to know, uh, I'm pretty sure anytime they finally get Green Lantern on screen, I'm pretty sure they're gonna be following one of those storylines. God, I hope not. They, well, I, I just uh, feel like it's too big because it's uh, like Batman. Like I didn't know that uh, in New Fifty Two, um, the Green Lantern storyline was one of the only ones that wasn't touched it just kind of followed through because the new 52 well, was a total reboot yeah. but for green lantern it was like all right here we go here's the next issue but now that they have the multiverse it wouldn't be a big deal if it they did and it flopped because yeah. they could literally do if they wanted to do a good green arrow move i mean green lantern movie i think they should introduce green lantern and green arrow together i think that would be really cool you think yeah like have them both already established no, Danny doesn't like. He doesn't you like want shit. you want to you want to do a good Green Lantern movie. You got to do the Brave and the Bold. Oh, so it's got to be Green Lantern and the Flash. That would be good. That it's would got to it's got to be if you're gonna do a team up. Yeah. It's got to be Green Arrow and the Flash first. Yeah. Then you can do Green Arrow, Green Lantern. That would be good. Or Green Lantern and the Flash. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That would be really good. Green I just Lantern love I love Noah Flash. Adams run. Yeah, I just love Neil he's, Adams. He's, he's stuck on Neil Adams. I'm stuck on Neil Adams. Um, Neil Adams, uh, Green Lantern, Brave and the Bold. Yeah, I haven't read it. No, 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 no. no. The Brave and the Bold is separate. Yeah, so I'm, it's Green Lantern and the Flash. Right, and they're titled the Brave and the Bold. They appear together, mm-hmm. and then later on, Neil Adams did a Green Lantern, Green Arrow run. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, got it. So. So that's what we were. He was saying, "I'm stuck on it because I love that." Run. I think if you simplify Green Lantern, you've got a better chance of having it be successful. I, that's I forgot, true. Uh, that's true the, too. Yeah, uh, the HBO series. I forgot all about that. Yeah, it's supposed to be coming out. Because uh, Joey was touching on it earlier. He yeah. was saying, "Oh, all these different factions exist: the Yellow Lanterns, mm-hmm. the Red Lanterns, the Orange Lanterns." That's true. Like not originally. Originally, the only thing that existed were the Green Lanterns. Mm-hmm. And Sinestro had a yellow ring, but that was from an antimatter universe, which was the opposite of our universe. He went and found from the Weaponeers a green lantern or a yellow ring, a yellow oh, lantern yes. ring. They were able to engineer one for him and make it for him so that he could be the opposite and oppose Green Lantern 
and the Guardians. Oh, I love Sinestro, man. For sure. I love Sinestro. Mark Strong was the only redeeming thing about that movie. Mark Strong was really good at Sinestro. For sure. I hope they bring him back some way, somehow. Man, he's going to be like 60 by the time. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that shit. I keep on forgetting about that shit. Yeah. Time? Yes. You forget about time? Yes, time and The thing that we literally movies. exist in? Yeah, you're right. All yeah. right, so who's who's y'all's favorite lanterns since we're on the subject of lanterns? Kyle have Rayner. We, have we done this? I don't think, well, like, on, on air. We've favorite, talked about it all the time. lanterns? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Kyle Rayner's mine always. Yeah, he's a good one. Yeah. He's, he's probably my favorite, too. But I like Jon Stewart a lot. John is it is cool. Jon Stewart because of the Justice League cartoon or because No, because of Neil Adams, the comics. Of, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was so good. Introducing a, a Black Lantern and then not having his mask on his face. Oh, yeah. He yeah. wanted his identity, wanted known. His identity he like, known. I'm I'm representing. Yes. St. Walker, probably a good second. Oh, the... The Blue Lantern? Saw you roll your eyes. So what are their powers? Their hope, right? Yeah, they just hope. And what do they do? They are useless without a Green Lantern. They... I know it, man. Dude, you just keep making our points for us. Yeah. So for the blue I don't even have to argue. I, I shouldn't even be. <laughs> is this like? Is this I like? I shouldn't even be in this podcast. It, it seems like Pokemon. Like until you catch the the Blue Lantern, you yeah. can't nah, use the green so, Pikachu. So, uh, so the Blue Lanterns were created by Ganthet and Sade, but the whole idea behind the group, the Blue Lanterns, was to get Hal Jordan to lead them as a Green Lantern. The reason being. Blue Lanterns aren't power. They're, they're powered mm. by hope, but the ideology of it is hope doesn't have any power without the will to act on that hope. Oh. So they can't make their constructs. They can only fly, and they have the little force field. That's it. Uh, if they're not around in Green Lantern, the only exception is uh, Saint Walker. Um, he's the only one that can do all of his powers without it. Because mm-hmm. he's Saint Walker. Um, but uh, I. I thought it was tight because it was uh, he went through this whole deal because the Blue Lantern Corps was destroyed by I forget by who I th- I want to say it was either the first army or maybe been like the first Lantern run, um, but the Blue Lanterns were destroyed. Their power battery was destroyed. They lost all their powers, and Saint Walker lost all hope. Like he went through a whole uh, kind of uh, transformation phase where he was really depressed and really lost and uh, really kind of uh, hateful. Almost. You know what? Um, what? You're right. You thought. <laughs> oh, and I like. Uh, yeah. But you thought it was Titan. It's not. It it's, was cool. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, because whenever he finally uh, redeems himself, yeah. uh, sorry, or fi- finally finds his hope again. Joe Mullen. Oh, man. Yeah. Kyle Rayner and then Joe Mullen for me. But she's new. She's, she's brand yeah, like new. super new. Yeah. Super new. Yeah. She's in a lot of titles now. She's on the Justice League, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, in the, uh, the in the proposed 5G, oh, yeah. oh. she's in the Justice League. But I think even that got shut down. I saw a preview of Batman stumbling upon uh, like a chalkboard or a whiteboard of someone, and it, it didn't show who, but they were like 5G averted. It, oh. So it might be like Rip Hunter, who's a time timeline mm. guy. Um. And it's got all these cryptic messages. The way they used to do it before Final Crisis and everything, uh, they would do, like, uh, these big art pieces that um, alluded to things coming up. Yeah. And so, the, but this is in a book coming, I think, 
in March. And it's just Batman's like being the detective that he is. He's finding these things and he's like, he's questioning 5G averted. What does that mean? So, but Joe Mullen, John Kent, uh, um, Jace, what's his Fox? Jace Fox. Mm -hmm. Um, That's such a good, I love the Wonder Girl, the new Wonder Girl, uh, the Flash, the non binary Flash. Oh, but they canceled her her solo series, right? The Wonder Woman. Yara's? Why? Yeah, Yara Floor. Yara yeah. Floor and the Aqualad and whoever, Aqua Girl, whoever, yeah. whomever. I read her Future State issue. It was really cool. Yeah, Future State. That's yeah. what it was going to be. Yeah. The Future State Justice League. And that was really part good. Of it. Yeah. I still think the Future State might be a big staple going forward because I I picked up the latest. No, one. it's still like mm-hmm. Justin, Justice League Incarnate and yeah. something else. There's a couple of them. There's a couple of books that are Future State, like I Am Batman with Jace Fox. That's a good one. And John Kent, Superman. Well, I, I don't know if the Green Lantern title is is also. But Can we was, just drop the Green Lantern? Can we just agree is, that we've we've killed it and shoved it in the fucking grave now? For brightest day of black. <laughs> oh, but, my God. Uh, this latest one, uh, in the latest Green, uh, Green Lantern issue, uh, it was all about Jon Stewart, and he's kind of going through this ascendance in the Green Lantern. Really? Yeah, in this Green Lantern hierarchy. Oh, wow. And he kind of looks like Ion. I don't know if that's exactly what's happening, but hmm. he uh, uh, he has, like, he's fully enveloped in the, in the in green white? energy. No, in the green energy. Uh, oh, Ion, yeah. Yeah, Ion. Yeah, yeah. Um, But uh, there's this little panel uh, where it's like uh, someone's talking to him, and uh, it's like, show me your future state. And oh. he's like kind of showing his like little evolution. Yeah. And then the next page we have him in the full green. Hmm. Uh, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. I, I like the idea of Jon Stewart, uh, you know, ascending to the next level of like, you know, like being Ion or yeah. you know, maybe something else because – he was wasn't he something else before like uh, a higher. He was uh, a he was a violent lantern in the in the last uh, in Justice League. Yeah, the ultraviolet mm. lantern. ultraviolet yeah. lantern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see what your enthusiasm yeah, dude. rock. You were excited. All those yeah, all those lanterns. They were like some kid in Waco, Texas, keeps checking out this book from the library. <laughs> we need to keep making more. Jot it down. Jot it down. <laughs> oh man! All right, make as many lanterns as possible. I didn't like the ultraviolet lantern. The I I am enjoying the. Mystery. It didn't make any sense. It did not. I I hated. I absolutely hated Volthoom and the first lantern and the first ring. That was stupid. Mm-hmm. His powers were dumb. It were, they were not enjoyable. So is that the, who's your, who's the worst lantern? Do you think Guy Garden? No, I'm kidding. Guy Garden. Um, I mean, you're not you're not <laughs> terribly wrong. You're not off point there. No, I think uh, the worst lantern is pr- probably the Guardians if they count. Oh, <laughs> Fuck them because yes. they're horrible. It's all this stuff. Every are, problem starts with the Guardians. I would they probably really yeah yeah. Um, yeah the Guardians. Yeah, that's a good answer. And that wore a ring. So yeah yeah. Um, but no, man, I. Yeah, the so looking back at it, the I enjoyed the the pop and the flare and the flashiness of it and the uh, the joy of waiting. One of to your find guilty pleasures, happens. dude. My guilty pleasures. That's I'm okay. not supposed to let people know that I enjoy that I, yeah. I know now. It's gonna be on my list. You guys can enjoy whatever comics you want to read. Just, <laughs> Just know <laughs> there are guilty pleasures among those. Comics. Yes, I have them. I have them. But just know if you come saying like this was the best <laughs> book ever and. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna, gonna show you gonna why show you're wrong. You why you're wrong? You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but yeah, guys. So this was a great episode. You guys got any shout outs or 
Uh, what we got coming up? We got a lot of stuff coming up. So yeah, let's we do. go over some of that. Oh, yeah, let's go over some of it. Okay. Got this. So next weekend, go. go. Is, it, is it next weekend? It's next, next weekend. weekend. Are you for real? Yes. Oh, that one. Yeah. Oh, but then the other thing. All of it. All, all of it is it. next weekend. It's all next weekend, oh dude. Gosh. Friday, Saturday. Or not next weekend, but the weekend we, after. Yeah, the oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Weekend the following after. weekend. Yeah. So Friday night. Friday night. Here in town. February 11th. 11th February 11th. February the 11th from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. At 712 Austin Avenue. Cultivate, Cultivate 712. 712. Yep. We're having our book release party for our debut book for Plus Winkle Comics, Plus Universe Alpha. And it's it's going to be awesome. We're going to have books on sale. Uh, we have uh, we ha- you know we have full color books. We're going to be doing signings. We have limited availability on our black and white books. Uh, there's there we might be doing some uh, uh, what you call it. There's we definitely having some uh, some uh, light food, light hors d'oeuvres, mm-hmm. uh, and also uh, a special signature co- cocktails. Signature, signature cocktails. Signature so cocktails. you might you might get punched in the face by a black toro punch. I don't know. Ooh, yeah, we don't, don't know. know. My buddy. I don't know what it's called. Ooh, I don't know what it's called. I don't know. I don't know if he, I, I don't I don't know if I can make it. Guys. He loved he loved he was like, Can I make one for uh Thunder Stallion? I was like, dude, make one for whatever. Like this go for it. I don't so. I don't know if I can make it. <laughs> Shout out Dustin Weens. Shout out Dustin <laughs> Weens. Thank hope you can swing nah, through. I'm not gonna be able to make it, guys. I'm not no, gonna be able to uh, make it. So that'll be fun. Yeah, and, absolutely. So and we've got a lot of people that are supporting us. Um shout out to MC Art Supply, shout out to Rogue Media, Cultivate. Sure. It's gonna be fun, guys. So that's that's Friday night. That's and Friday then, night, mm-hmm. and, and then, then Saturday and Sunday here in Waco. Yes, at the there convention center. Shout out to Christina. Is it the convention center or the base at Extra Event Center? There you go at the base at the Extra. The new, yeah, the new construction. There you go. Yeah, oh, it the is ATG, cool. the new spot. ATG Expo, guys. The Anime Toys and Games yes. Expo. Those guys, it's like their first year here in yeah. Waco. They're doing, they're putting up a small con. You come out, meet a special guest. I think Sergeant Slaughter's going to be there. Yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, we have a panel. We have a panel. Joey Hodas and put us on a panel. I got you guys. Sure, it, it's at it's at hundred Washington. So that is the convenience. Oh, it is. That the, is the it is the convention center. center. Never mind. Yeah. It's not at the base. It is. It is at the convention center. Yeah, so downtown. So come if see you're us from at the Waco. convention center. And uh, yeah, uh, maybe buy a book from us. Hopefully, we have books. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't. I don't think we're planning on doing a lot of commissions. I mean, if you want to come get some stuff, we'll, we'll have some stuff. But, but Mondo come. didn't draw anything in the book but five pages, yes. so he will be doing plenty of commissions. Oh, this guy volunteering <laughs> me. Yeah, if you guys want some venoms over there, that guy at the end of the yeah, table. Yeah, that guy over there. He's drawing he's, venoms for free. Go check it out. Everything venomized. Everything venomized. Oh no, dude! If you. No, I'm not gonna do that to you, man. No, no don't. <laughs> Actually, guys, if you wanna if you wanna catch Joey at the signing, bring some cotton candy, a bag of cotton candy, and get him at the corner store. All right, he's gonna be MIA the whole night. If you want a, a chance to take a picture with the writer, bring a bag of cotton candy. That's cotton your, candy will get you in. It will I, get you in. I, yeah, it will. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it will. I can't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out, man, to everybody who supported us um, this yeah. whole time. This is going to be so Definitely. fun. We guys, you guys get to talk to Danny and Joey about their process and see what we got in the future, and look at some stuff that we got. Um, thank you to our wives; they have been a massive support. They've helped us ship. They're helping us plan this thing. Um, they've they've been really supportive of it. Shout out to uh, Mike here at Rogue Rogue Media for getting us some contacts in. And um, you guys got anything else? Yeah. Uh, the 116 backers that uh, oh yeah 
that uh, that supported our book on Kickstarter um, almost two years ago now. No. I mean, a few, few months away. So we, it's like a year. We got to be yeah. faster. No, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. for you, 116, however many of y'all that are listening here right now, um, thank you for. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for allowing us the, the chance to learn how to do this. Because there's thank oh, you for sticking with us. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, thank you for not coming at us with pitchforks and, and the the torches, dude. And I think it helps because man, we have a lot of we have a lot of steady followers that literally watch what we do. Yeah, uh, shout out to Eco Spider on um, Instagram. He had us on his podcast yeah, early on. He's been following us, sharing our stuff to his story. You know, he got a book, he got a digital copy, and I think maybe a physical copy. Yeah. He's always buying private commissions. Like, he's he's been with us day one. So I think those people kind of show that we're actually putting in work. We will get faster next time, and we learn from our mistakes. But, guys, if you follow us, you, you see that we're doing this for the long haul. Okay? So, so we're excited, and we want you on that journey, and we want you to support a lot of local comics. So Absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dan, you got any shout-outs? Uh, shout out my wife mm-hmm. always, as always. Uh, she puts up with a lot of nonsense from me. Oh. I'm ridiculous. She's the one last, last, she's the one that called us on. We didn't tag Waco in the yeah. last shout out. She, so. We were talking about the ATG Expo and we were sitting there listening to the podcast after the fact. And she was like, wait a minute, pause that for a second. I'm like, all right. She goes, did you guys at any point mention that ATG Expo is happening in Waco? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let me rewind it. I'm pretty sure we did. Oh, why are you listening so hard, so intently? What's wrong with you? Why are you supporting? Yeah. Kate's like, I can't listen to y'all 24-7. But shout out to my wife. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. Heck yeah. um, again, I know we've talked about it before. I was done with comics. Joey's story ignited. Yeah, man. Reignited the fire. I was like, man, this is really good stuff. And so, yes, like... I don't know if I'll ever do anything other than this, but this is fun. It's fun, so. man. I'm starting to get that way. I'm a, I'm still younger, so I always think there's a shot somewhere. But my new perspective this year is like, dude, Plus Waco's awesome. I want to invest. We've got really good. Yeah, like, they're so good If stuff. you guys could sit in on some of the brainstorming sessions we yes. have. We've got some really good, like the whole story we have planned out mm-hmm. is amazing. But yes. the stories that go in between building up the entire thing, it's almost like the MCU. Yeah. You know, it all it's all leading to like Endgame and stuff. You you're going to get to behind all, you're going to get to love these characters and pick your favorite and relate to their, their people they interact with, friends, families. And then, you know, we might drop a bomb on you. Something big happening where they all interact. So, oh my God, Joey dies. Yes. What? What? Oh. <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, sorry, Spoilers. Joey. Sorry, Joey. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, guys, go check us out. We're gonna post a lot of updates in the next yeah. couple of weeks. So make sure you're following us at all our social medias. And if you're free, come out and join us for the yeah. book release or meet us at ATG Expo. That's right. Mm-hmm. So you can follow us at. Uh, I'll be at uh, Instagram and Facebook at Joey GNZLS. I'm at Instagram and Tumblr at Imaginary Heroics, and then Danny Flores on Facebook. And I'm Armando Ramirez underscore art on Instagram. And, and of course, can- my bad, find us on pluswicklecomics.com and also find us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at pluswicklecomics. Hey. Hey, we will catch you guys next time. See you guys later.
This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. Podcast.